Hello everyone, it's Chris here from the In The Saddle podcast and in this episode I had the pleasure to speak to jockey Joey Haynes. Joey was a really nice uh, guy to talk to, he's had a good career as a jockey, uh, he started out with Andrew Bolden, he was an apprentice jockey to Carl Burke so he spent uh, some time with some big names in the game and he now does a lot of work with his partner Chelsea Bannum who's one of the newest trainers on the block and it was great talking with, to him about that. Um, but before I hand over to myself and Joey, please make sure to follow us on SoundCloud, give us a follow on Spotify and make sure if you're listening on iTunes to give us a review, we like to hear all the feedback um, you have to say, we really appreciate it, so uh, thanks if you have given us a review and if you haven't, make sure you do. But enough of me uh, waffling on, I hand you over to myself and Joey and I hope you enjoy this podcast. So for this podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by jockey Joey Haynes. Thanks for coming on, Joey. Yeah, that's fine. That's all. So how did you get into racing? Do you come from a racing background, and how did you get to become a jockey? Uh, I've not come from a racing background, no, but I've always um, been around uh, horses, did a lot of show jumping, eventing growing up. Then, um, then I moved to... Um, Things clear and started off uh, apprenticeship at Andrew Boardings. Uh, learned an awful lot there, and then after that, I headed up to Carl Works and, and, and rode my claim out for Carl and stayed up in, in North Yorkshire for a few years, and then then I headed back down south. And now it's freelance down here. So um, going back to like your early days, you mentioned you were uh, based with uh, Andrew Boldings. What was that experience like being there? Because he's put some good apprentices through his yard. Were you ever tempted to stay there instead of going to Carl's? Uh, yeah, well, he, he's had a lot of good um, jockeys go through there, and I learned a lot there. You, you know, you're riding on lots of different gallops with lots of good jockeys, so you do learn an awful lot there. And there's always, you know, at the time, I felt it was the right move for me to go to Carl Burks. I thought possibly, you know, there'd be more rides and subsequently maybe more winners for me. And... I suppose you, when you're young, that's all you're looking for. And um, at the time, I thought it was, a, you know, the right idea. And you know, it seemed it seemed to to go the right way. And I rode lots of winners for Carl. So I've, I don't know. I, it might have been the wrong move, but it, you know, I might have ended up better off if I stayed down there at Andrews. But you know, you, you never know. And I was happy with the move at the time, and I learned a lot with Carl, and he helped me a lot as well. And because you obviously you Carl's based up in the north of England. Um, did you find it quite difficult going up, up north, being previously based down south, or did did you just fit in really well up there? No, I fitted in quite quickly up there. Um, no, the transition from going from down south up north, it, it was actually quite fine. I settled in well and, and started to get plenty of rides and quite, quite a lot of winners as well. And, and how long was it before you actually rode out your claim? Um, I think... It was, I can't remember exactly, but I think it was either just before I turned 20 or just after. I think it was just before, actually, just before I turned 20. And when you were based at Kyle's, were you able to go out and ride at different stables and get more experience and develop contacts? Uh, when, when, when I was at Kyle's, um, until I rode out my, until I was at £3 claim, I, um, I, I stayed in at Kyle's and I was at Kyle's every day, but once I got to my three pound claim, yeah, I was able to go and ride ride out for a few more trainers and 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 
try and get contacts that way yeah and and sometimes they say once you lose your claim it can be it can be quite hard for some jockeys to then kick forward their career what would you say that that's true and what did you find maybe you had an advantage where others didn't yeah no i think it is true it's hard once you lose your claim to to carry on with the momentum um i think you need you need a big yard behind you and, and plenty of support and um i, I was lucky like i don't get me wrong i i once i lost my claim i, I did find it quite tricky and but i was still getting plenty of rides i, I think i've always reached 400 rides a year but the, the winners, the quality of rides then um, sort of decreased and the winners decreased a bit because you don't have the initial backing of a big yard behind you. You have to almost start building your contacts again and uh, and try and put yourself into that position of getting the rides before lots of other jockeys. But no, it, it's definitely harder, yeah. And and after you, you wrote out your, your claim and you left uh, Carl's, where did you go next? Did you get a job being a stable jockey somewhere else or did you have to go freelance and ride out for lots of different people yeah i sort of so then i i, I just went freelance and i was riding out for for as many people as i could and then after that i was riding a lot for paul darcy and mark Tompkins. um and now i ride a lot for my partner chelsea bannum and dean ivory i i ride all, pretty much all of dean's and and chelsea's got 25 horses as well so and i ride all of them so that's a good 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 backing there but I'm hoping to ride out for a few bigger yards this year as well and, and try and push forward and further my my career there as well and and one horse that I wanted to mention that, um that you've had a bit of a relationship with or you've been part of his journey was General Tough though um didn't you win on him uh on his 100th career start if I'm correct in thinking at Savile yeah, Savile was his 100th yeah I can't I can't remember exactly how many winners I've ridden on him but yeah he was a great horse to me I rode him loads and got plenty of winners out of him. He's he's always hard work to ride, but he he was a great old horse. Um, um what, what was it about Savile that just seemed to click with him? Because he had such a great record at the course, didn't he? Yeah, he, I don't know. There's a lot of bad horses run at Savile, and he, he was obviously no world beater. But they'd obviously always go very quick at Savile, and and you'd find a lot. Usually, a lot of horses keep going at Savile, and just you know, it's just a strain at the end. But in that low caliber race. A lot of the horses stopped quite instantly, and he was able just to just to grind it out and finish past a lot of them. Uh, and and obviously, a lot of jockeys would say they want to ride the big winners, they want to ride the Group Ones, and and all the big races on a Saturday. But striking up a relationship with a horse like that that's got like a fan club and he gives his heart is that something a jockey also strives to find? Like horses at a lower level that that give their all and and can become a bit of a favourite. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's always nice to have a horse that you you keep winning on, and it's always yeah, it's always nice. But I don't think it's what jockeys want as such. I, I I think what what they want is well, like you said, the good horses and the good winners. But it is always nice to pick up a relationship with a horse that can win because all we want at the end of the day is winners. So yeah, no, yeah, yeah the, the more you can pick up a relationship with a horse like that, it is nice. But at the end of the day, everybody wants big winners, and that's what everyone's aiming for. Now you mentioned um, you do a lot of work now with your partner Chelsea Bannum, who's n- not been a trainer for too long. She's been going, is it, nearly a year? Um, how is that working out? And what's your working relationship like there? Yeah, she's she's not even been training a full year yet. It'll actually be coming up to a full year, and I think she's trained ten winners so far, just over ten. So she's had a really good start, and 
she's got um she's got plenty of nice two year olds in for the year as well and unraced three year olds so you know Chelsea's Chelsea's very good with her horses and she understands her horses and she always sends her horses to the races in in such good form so I always know when I'm riding one for her it's you know it's going to run well so it's, it's nice to have her backing as well. And do you have, you mentioned you've got a few nice two-year-olds. Do you have any horses that you've maybe brought in from other, from other yards that you're maybe looking forward to giving a try? Well, obviously, all the, all the two-year-olds um, we're looking forward to running. Um, probably, uh, well, McCambie's probably been the best horse to us, and we're, we're looking forward to see him run again this year. He, he came from Charlie Hills and then, um, and then Paul Howling, and then he came to Chelsea, and, and he's, He's just taken off, and he, I think he's won three races for and, and not been out of the placings in the other 10 runs. He's a great horse, and it'll be nice to see him run again this year whenever racing starts again. And um, so, so are you currently based in Newmarket at the moment? Yes, uh, yeah, based, well, 15 minutes out of Newmarket, we're based, yeah. And um, what's your favourite tracks to ride at? Do you like going local going down new market or do you like to travel on the road a bit and see different parts of the country and ride at different courses um i, w- I wouldn't really have a favorite track is I, I i do a lot of traveling i travel up and down the country quite a lot but i suppose i've had a lot of luck at ripon and and air but no i wouldn't have a favorite track i like Epsom, that's a nice track and, and it wouldn't be the easiest track to ride and sometimes maybe when you go to maybe one of the the bigger tracks like Ascot and York and Goodwood, those kind of more prestigious names, do you always find it maybe a bit more pressure riding there because they're more, like I said, a more well-known track and you have better quality of racing there usually? Um, not really. Wouldn't find more pressure on it. To be fair, you normally, when you're there, you're normally riding better quality horses, so you normally... You normally know if the horse is good enough, it's gonna it's gonna run well anyway. But I've um, hoping I'll be at those meetings a lot more this year or next year. I've got a new agent, Adam Brook, who seems to do you know do really well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to um, picking up a relationship with him, and hopefully I'll be at these tracks more often as well. And obviously we're we're recording this during the lockdown period at the moment, and there is no racing, but when we have got racing what is your normal routine like um is it an early start and then riding out some horses in the morning going to the gym possibly and then going to ride elsewhere what's your daily routine like i tend to be up for about five thirty-six every every sort of day and at the minute i'll be in between riding out for or well when racing starts again i'll be in between riding out for chelsea and, and dean ivory um so yeah, I'd, I'd usually be up for five thirty to ride out for six, and then um, yeah, then then I'd go to the gym. If not racing, if you know, unless racing's, I've got to travel and you know, time wise, if you have time to go to the gym or or walk the dog, things like that. But no, on the whole, uh, ride out and go racing. And and who um in the in the um weighing room growing up did you? Uh, who did you form like a good relationship did you have like a mentor that you that maybe took you under their wing a bit or did you have to maybe rely more on your jockey coach or something like that was it quite hard getting going and do you still feel like maybe in the future you've got to be the mentor to younger jockeys coming through well when i obviously when i started i was at andrews and i started at the same time as a lot a lot of lads uh dan musket um 
Ryan Tate. There's there a few lads, and we we all sort of we all sort of got on really well and stuck by each other. So I know it was always all right in the weighing room, but yeah, I guess it's you're always looking out for the younger lads now, and and if they need help, you'd be you know you'd be happy to help them definitely. And I'm moving forward um, in your in your your career. Um, do you what are your big targets? Is it just to maybe continue developing Chelsea's yard, get more winners for her, get more success? Do you have ambitions to maybe um, maybe try and find that good horse and take it on a journey? What what are your career ambitions that you still want to kind of tick off your bucket list? Uh, I just want to ride more and more winners every year. I just want to keep, you know, I didn't have a bad year. I can't remember what I ended on last year, but it was okay. And I just want to up that this year. And I want to start riding better quality horses. I think it is, it's getting the opportunity. I think a lot of lads that don't really get the chance to ride these good horses, but I'm not saying the lads that don't get the chance to ride these good horses aren't good enough. They're plenty, you know, I think a lot of us lads are, we're good enough to ride them. It's just getting the chance. And once you get on them, you can prove that you're just as good as the other jockeys getting the chance to ride these horses every day kind of thing. Um, but no, it's always just wanting to ride better horses and, and more winners and more rides every year. And, and when you do eventually retire, which will hopefully be a long way off, do you still want to work in the industry or would you like to step away? What, what kind of role would you like to have maybe in the future once you do retire? Uh, honestly, it's not something I've really thought of yet. Um I suppose it'd be nice to stay in the industry, but it, it all depends really how you know how well of a career you have as a jockey, I guess. But it's not something I've really thought of yet. Uh, that's interesting because I've spoken to a few other, I've asked a few other jockeys that question, and there's some that already that even at the start of their career they're maybe like looking in bloodstock, they're looking at other parts of the industry to maybe get more of a feeling. But that's something that's never, you like you said, not really thought about. No, it's not really. I've not really thought about it yet. I'm hoping to have you know plenty of years left, but yeah, it's definitely something to think about. But I'm not, you know, it's not something I've thought about yet. No, I can understand that, but it's always good to keep an eye on the future. But um, that's all we've got time for in this episode, Joey. Uh, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it giving up your time, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again with you soon. Yeah, no, that'd be great, Chris. Thanks very much. For more podcasts, please subscribe to our SoundCloud, Spotify and iTunes account. You can also follow us on social media using our handle, which is at In The Saddle Pod on Twitter. And you can check us out on Instagram where our name is In The Saddle Global.